The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One as we once again don the matchmaking hats one more time for the month of February following UFC Vegas 49 on Saturday night. Calendar is going to change. We got a big event coming up on Saturday in Las Vegas. UFC 272 headlined by Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Before we get into that fight week, we got to put a bow on this past weekend's card, which was capped off by a dominant performance from one Islam Makachev, and we shall see if his next fight will be for a world title. It's been quite a debate on social media over the last 15 hours or so as we record this, but thank you for having us on, everybody. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the prince of positivity, gosh darn it, he's my best friend too, Mr. Alexander Kaylee. Hello, AK. Happy Sunday. Oh, you mentioned the debate going on, on Twitter, and it put me in a sour mood for some reason. But we'll talk about that more later. But then you mentioned the best friend thing, and I, and it just it just brightens up my, my whole Sunday. I, I am ready. I'm ready to face the day. Uh, I'm ready to face today. I'm ready to face tomorrow. Mike, when you hear talk like that, so uh, yeah, pretty decent card. And I think the last few cards have been, you know, a little a little hit or miss, a little mediocre. But uh, it's nice that they're building up to sort of. I, I do feel like they've been a nice lead up to uh, next week's pay per view show. But I'm, we're we're going to talk about that later as well. Yes, started off the show with uh, an emotional seesaw. We're up, we're down, but we're having fun throughout all of it. So let's get into this because this pick for Islam Makachev, and we talked about the debate on social media. Some people don't agree with this, but I think this is as easy as it gets, right? He goes out there, dominates, just mauls Bobby Green, needed a little over three minutes to get this done. And this is an interesting stat that I saw on Twitter. I went back and looked at it. Bobby Green landed nine significant strikes. In this fight, which was more significant strikes than anybody has ever landed in a round against Islam Makachev. So put that in perspective. Bobby Green had like the best round against Islam Makachev when it came to actually striking. But this guy has won 10 in a row. Yeah, he doesn't have that signature win. Yeah, he hasn't fought a top five guy. But so freaking what, AK? When you're getting wins like that and making it look as easy as he's doing right now. I mean, come on. The man has done enough to fight for a world title. It's got to be the winner of Oliveira versus Gaethje, or we riot, right? Mike, I'm going to say this as plainly as I can. 
And if this results in me being checked in AK checks, I don't care. Um, I understand, as you mentioned, wanting to see him beat a top five or top ten guy. That's fine. Uh, not, not even just talking about the UFC rankings. We keep our, everyone has their own rankings. And I think by by almost anybody's rankings, maybe Dan Hooker would, would have been a top ten opponent. Probably nine or ten, I think, in most people's rankings. Uh, that's about it. That's that is Armand Sarukian. Now that win has aged very well, but certainly was not in the top ten or I mean, nor even ranked. I would say obviously it was his UFC debut when he fought Makachev. So uh, so that that's aged well, but sure, technically not a top ten or top five opponent. Um, but I want to say this plainly: if you are going out of your way to make a case against Makachev fighting for the title, you are broken as a fan. You are, you are broken as a fan. I will say. It. I, I again, I said I don't mind if you think there's other people who kind of deserve it more. But if this is if this fight gets booked and you like, uh, sorry, if him versus the winner of the Oliveira Gaethje fight gets booked, and you are somehow in the mindset that this is oh this isn't fair, he doesn't deserve it, uh, he needs to again, he really really need, you are broken as a fan. This is a this is an amazing fight whether it's Gaethje or Oliveira. If you win ten straight fights, as long as it's not against like complete bottom rung competition. You are worthy of a title shot. I'm sorry. You're worthy of a title shot. We'd all like his resume to be, be a bit beefier. But he was supposed to fight RDA. He's supposed to fight Benil Dariush. How many times can we penalize him for these fights falling out, uh, whether it's because of his side or it's because of his opponent's side? He is so clear. Like, we are – our listeners are educated. I think most people who read MMA fighting uh, are educated. I think a lot of fans of, of – uh, modern MMA fans are educated. I really say this. I really say – and I mean this. Like, I know we make we, we, people make fun of uh, certain a certain segment of maybe bad fans. I think the majority of fans are pretty intelligent, and they know what they're seeing. And I think most people, when they see Makachev fight, they see a guy who is maybe, the, as Jed Mashu would say, the number one lightweight in the world right now. I disagree. I think it's Oliveira. But you can make a case for it. He's certainly a, a very strong case for a top three without having to beat a guy who's in the top three. So please, I would just implore you, um, people out there who, who, for whatever reason, are just so adamantly against a Makachev uh, title shot, just remind yourself why you watch this sport. You watch a sport. MMA is supposed to be fun. Don't we always say that, Mike? MMA is supposed <laughs> to be fun. Is this not a fight that you want to see? Don't worry about the meritocracy. If he wins the title, he'll fight the he'll fight the Benil Dariushes. He'll fight the, the 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 other guys in the top ten. That will happen if he wins the title. You you don't necessarily have to fight all those fights on the way there. Is it ideal? Yes, but every case is different. And the Makhachev case, man, it's just he's so clearly a top contender and a title contender. Just throw him in there now. There's no reason for us to keep putting it off. Fans, don't punish yourselves. It's a fight you want to see, right? So that fight should be next. Yes, he should get the title shot, uh, and and it very likely, as we heard, will probably be in Abu Dhabi later in the year. I'm going to choose my words carefully here because I'm just going to because I don't want to I don't want it to sound like I'm being disrespectful and and I'm not. But we were fans as a community were clamoring, clamoring, screaming from the rooftops that Tony Ferguson deserved a title shot after beating Lando Venata. Edson Barboza, which, you know, Edson Barboza is a good win, but Edson wasn't like a top five guy. Josh Thompson, Glayson Tebow, like, and he was getting decisions. He almost got knocked out by Lando Venata in that fight, <laughs> remember? That was like one of the best fights of the year, and that was Lando Venata taking a fight on like a week's notice, and Tony almost got 
bolted unconscious in that fight. And we were still screaming from the rooftops, oh, it doesn't matter who Tony Ferguson fights at this point. Look at this winning streak. We got to give him a title fight. Yes, he got the signature win over RDA when many people felt that he didn't have to fight RDA. He should have just got a title shot. What is the difference here? I, there is actually a big difference. Islam Makachev's resume, I think, is stronger than Tony Ferguson's one was at the time. Yeah, Ferguson got the RDA win, but this is an RDA who just finished getting bolted by Eddie Alvarez and losing the title. This is a guy that was already talking about going up to 170. He wasn't totally into that fight. Not taking anything. I'm trying. I'm not trying to take anything away from Tony Ferguson because Tony Ferguson had. Had a nice run. The Kevin Lee fight, he struggled a little bit in that one. Ended up getting the win. Anthony Pettis fight, he struggled in that one. He got dropped. Don Cerrone, he even got he even struggled in that fight. So I mean, Islam Makachev is just going through these guys like nothing, like nothing. Nobody does to Bobby Green or Dan Hooker what this guy is doing. He's just going out there, and it's not even it's not even close. And Every time we try to say that this is going to be a competitive fight for Islam Makachev, yeah, he'll win. Yeah, he'll do so in pretty convincing fashion. He goes and takes that narrative and flips it upside down. He does it 10 times better than we thought he was going to do. This time, it was probably like 100 times better than I thought he was going to do. And I thought he was going to win pretty convincingly. And he goes out there and just bolts Bobby Green. Bobby Green had no chance in this fight, and he basically admitted the fact afterwards. So this is a no-brainer. He gets the title fight. Connor or no Connor, no one is taking that slot. The only way that he that his that that slot is taken is if there's some freak injury that Makachev suffers and he's out for a year. But either way, even if that happens, Islam Makachev, when he steps into that octagon the next time, he is fighting for a world title, one thousand percent. And if you don't think that's the case, then you're crazy. You are a nut. And if I'm Islam, I ain't fighting anybody unless it's for the nope. belt. I will sit out for the rest of my life. Unless it's for unless my next fight is for a title shot, unless he gets the red panty night with Connor, which I don't mm-hmm. think the UFC would do. There's just no other way. Like stop, st- stop, stop it. Just stop it. You're crazy if you don't stop it. And for those saying he should wait and fight Benil Dariush when he's ready to come back, you're insane. You're absolutely insane. Come at us. Check us both, guys. Go Listen, for it. If I if, dare if you. Think you. We're wrong on this. Check us both because it's I it's it's pretty irrefutable. <laughs> I feel like there's just a lot. Listen, there's a lot of ways to earn a title shot. Uh, go go. I, I know people have this ideal of what it should be, but just go throughout UFC history and see how people earn title shots. It, uh, in in some great cases, yeah, F- great long losing streaks, knocked off two top five guys for getting the title shot. Uh, but I think that's more rare than it is uh, than it is commonplace. So. Uh, listen, I, the other thing is I know we live in this age of contrarianism where going against the popular opinion makes you think you're smart. <laughs> I think guys – no, no, no. This is, this, and this is true in any sport. This is not an MMA thing. This is sports in general, right? Right? This is, this is like, oh, LeBron James isn't that good. Oh, LeBron – oh, no, LeBron James, he's not, he's not, he's not even top five. He's not even top, it's like you're just, being, you're just being stupid at this point. You're just being stupid. So <laughs> going with the obvious sometimes, guys, you got to realize that is being intelligent. Arguing against everything does not make you intelligent. So just arguing against because, oh, Makachev is so obvious, but like, oh, I'm a smart fan. I'm a smart fan, so I have to go against it. It's like that doesn't make you smart. That just makes you argumentative, which is not the same as being intelligent. So don't confuse being argumentative or contrarian with intelligent. Sometimes the obvious choice is the smart choice, and I think Mike and I obviously agree. And uh, yeah, yeah. We're, again, and we're only lashing out at certain fans, Mike. We're not saying like, oh, all fans are like this. No, there's just certain fans who, uh, quite, who are quite vocal. Uh, about about uh, after last night's result that oh well here's what we should do instead of Makachev it's like what are you doing what do you, I don't know why why 
ask yourself why you're why you're doing this. You know, I, I don't understand. We were ready, again as a community. We were ready to give Hamzat Shemaev a title shot after he knocked out Gerald Mearshart uh-huh. in 17 seconds. Uh-huh. And, and now we're fighting against in this. And I love Gerald Mearshart, by the way. But Gerald Mearshart is an unranked middleweight. We were ready to throw Hamzat Shemaev in there with Kamara Usman or Israel Adesanya after he knocked out Gerald Mearshart in 17 seconds in September of 2020. Then he sits out for a while. He's dealing with a lot of things, the COVID. Comes back, beats another unranked guy in Li Jingliang, and we are ready to throw him in there with Kamaru Usman again. But Islam Makachev isn't ready to fight for a title. I just I, I just don't understand the line of thinking sometimes. It's just, it's wild to me. MMA is just a weird sport. It's a weird sport. We all want the acceptance of the big sports. We want to be, we want to be in the game. We want to come off the bench. And now that you're there, we can't say these things. It's just wild. It's just insane to me. Islam's fighting for the belt. Stop stop it's, fighting it. It's a weird sport. That's why we love it. And you mentioned the Ferguson thing. I, I just want to add in. There was a, a very respectable member of the MMA media who I will not name. Uh, <laughs> someone I consider a, 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 a friendly associate. Uh, who before, after, after Charles Oliveira beat Ferguson, Tony Ferguson, said Charles Oliveira wasn't like a surefire, like number one contender. And I, I was just like, this, I'm just saying, this is... It's not just the fans. It happens in the media. It happens to all of us. We've probably done it. We do. We give. We give what fifty takes a week, Mike. I'm sure we've done it. But I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying, if you want an example of like how much people are trying to like spoil things for themselves, they'll see people on an eight fight, nine fight, ten fight win streak, and just because they haven't done it exactly, oh, exactly how it should go, like they shouldn't get a title fight, or we don't want to see this big fight. I, I just, I don't understand it. I, I, I honestly don't understand it. Yeah, Sean Al Shadi had a great tweet about. Gegard Mousasi and oh. any Gegard Mousasi slander will not be tolerated. Any oh. John Anik slander will not be tolerated on my on my timeline as well. Because John Anik tweets out that Islam Makhachev has done enough to earn a title shot, and everyone's firing back against him. How dare you? How dare you go up against John Anik? But that's Islam Makhachev. We will not match make for Bobby Green here, AK. And the reason is not out of disrespect, but we just did it two weeks ago, and I'm fine keeping things exactly where it was. You yeah. do Hinata Moicano, you do Brad Riddell. I don't think his stock drops at all, jumping in there the way that he did. Yeah, it sucks to lose. Yeah, if you wanted to fight for a title, that definitely puts a roadblock up there. But I don't think he cares about any of that. He just wants to fight as often as possible, makes a, make a bunch of money. He doesn't care about belts. Tough fight on short notice. He's still a hero in a lot of people's eyes, AK. And I know Casey and Jed were against what we were saying, but I feel like his stock drops zero. It's exactly where it is. Might have even gone up a couple of notches because he took this fight when nobody else did. Yeah, no, uh, all, all the uh, l- the listeners are with you, Mike. I saw a few. I, I'm not even going to read out like Bobby Green's suggestions this week because it was stuff that we've seen. Riddell, Moicano. Um, and yeah, as, as you and I went uh, went <laughs> went at it with uh, Jed and, and Casey on the post fight show uh, on Saturday, we differ greatly on what this loss means for Bobby Green. It hurts because it always hurts to lose. This doesn't affect again. Uh, this should not affect his plans for 2022. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. So let's head to the <laughs> to the co-main event, AK. Let's head to... Well- I have another rant. <laughs> I didn't mean to start off with the Makachev rant, but I did prepare a, a co-main event rant. Do you want to do, wanna do it before I make my pick, or do you want me to make my pick? Yeah, I'll do, do it. It's not even, no, no, I'll do it. It's not even that long. Um I realize now why, you know, you, you're, you're, you've been saying if they show the entrances on TV, it's a co-main event. If they call it a co-main event, it's fine. There's a very basic, you know, UFC, ESPN defined criteria. So I don't agree with that at all. I don't care if they play the music. I don't care if they call it a co-main event. I don't even care if they give it a, like a decent video package. That does not make it a co-main. So I've set some very basic criteria. Uh, I, I will probably modify this in the future, and I will have to bring it up repeatedly on shows coming up. So everyone uh, who's hearing this for the first time, congratulations. But bear with me, you'll probably hear it again and again and again um, going forward, especially over this year, where I expect we're going to see some very lackluster uh, penultimate fights. That's what I'm calling them, penultimate fights. Uh, it sounds even better than co-main event. Um, for to be a real co-main event, one, uh, obviously, if it's on a pay-per-view you and there's two title fights and there's a title on the line, I mean, that's a legitimate co-main event, no question. For fight nights, this is where we, we're entering strange territory. I feel one of the, excuse me, one of the participants in the the in, in an actual co-main event has to be either a uh, ranked in the UFC ranking official rankings or in the MMA fighting global rankings. Okay, so that's and I think that's pretty fair. There are exceptions. You could have like if you had like let's I don't know an example like Terrence McKinney uh, versus Cerro uh, uh, Kian. Like I'm not a fight I would want to see. But let's say they made that fight happen. I don't think either guy's ranked yet. Cerro uh, Kian might be in the UFC rankings after after this weekend. Or, or is he already in there? Yeah, he's 13. He was 13 heading oh, into 13. the fight. Okay. Let's say, but even if he wasn't, let's say for some reason both guys were outside the rankings, still, if they did like a McKinney Sarukian fight, I mean, I wouldn't want to see it, but certainly you would put that at Colmain, perfectly respectable. So the rankings a bit uh, shaky, but I mean, that's a pretty basic criteria. Uh, and the other thing would be, damn it, I had this prepared, Mike, and I, now I forgot. I've, 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 lost, I've, lost my, uh, I've lost my resolve. Uh, the other thing would be if. I'm blanking. This is live, oh no, I'm baby. no, I've lost, I've lost. I know this is live. I've lost, I've lost my steam. But my point is, uh, oh, the other thing is, you, you this and this is a little more vague. You can't look at the fight, and it can't be interchangeable with uh, any other fight on the main card. And now that's kind of subjective. I understand, but I think like I think last night would be a perfect case where uh, you could have put. Kachura and Kim could have been the co-main. I mean, not the co-main, but could have been the second last fight. And it would have been the same as Termin Serkinov. Same with Saruk Yan. You could have put Saruk Yan the co-main. And no one would have said, oh, Termin Serkinov should have been there instead. So, uh, I don't think Petrosio and Rodriguez would have been there, but you get what I'm saying. It, it has to, there has to be a, a sort of a, if it smells like a co-main, uh, if it smells like a co-main event, it is a co-main event aspect to it. And again, on, on uh, uh, so, so I would want people to just compare what is the scheduled second last fight with another fight in the card and say, if they change this, would I be upset or would I even have thought? <laughs> would I even realize that fight wasn't the co-main event in the first place? So I'm setting down some pretty 
some some somewhat flexible criteria, but I I just want people to understand why I have looked at fights like Terman Serkinov and uh, what was what was last weekend. Dawkins uh, pick it. And just I just don't think I think Cohen event has to mean something. I I do think it has to mean almost like there's two main events and one is just you know not quite of the prestige of the other. So that's why that's why I've gone on this rant. That's why I feel this way. Uh, about not calling these fights comments. UFC, ESPN can do whatever they want. Fans can do it too, but I, I'm not joining in. And I would hope fans would join me, at least somewhat, in railing against um, suggesting that some of these penultimate fights are necessarily like uh, more prestigious than other fights in this main card. Which in this case, again, it definitely wasn't. And that's not always a bad thing because we love the contender series. Absolutely love mm-hmm. the contender series. But the second to last fight on the contender series, we don't go out of our way to no. celebrate it as a co-main event. We Why don't. Would you, right? We don't. It's just the second to last fight. And even you can even make that argument for for the main event. I mean, there's a little more. The UFC is a little more choosy with which fight it like ends each contender series fight. But I mean, th- there's often times where the more compelling matchup is not the last fight on the contender series. It happens all the mm-hmm. time. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think anyone should be offended if if you say things like that or you know i mean i have my criteria you have yours it doesn't really matter but wellington Terman in the second to last fight ak submits misha circa off of the nasty arm bar you have to think misha circa is probably not long for this ufc world much longer after that loss but you can't go all that wrong here i'll go with puna soriano ak what say you mm-hmm. uh i like that um that name will come up later on the show i i like phil haas I like Phil Haas. Again, yeah. I've ranted enough about this whole fight. Uh, good, good performance by Turman. An entertaining fight, by the way. As much as, by the way, as, as much as I, you know, have been crapping on like, uh, oh, whatever card placement or whatever you want to call that fight, it was a good fight. It was a good. It was what we had hoped for—a good grappling battle. I was very pessimistic in my prediction. I was like, oh god, this is two strong grapplers. Please don't neutralize each other and turn this into like a crappy like boxing match. Nope. They both were able to show their strengths. Uh, Turman showed a lot of resolve. He was referred to as a 25-year-old Brazilian prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of the show, at the opening uh, hype reel, and hey, great job, great read by by Brendan Fitzgerald. You gotta do what you gotta do. He he doesn't write it, uh, so hey. And if anyone had seen Terman for the first time, this is the one good thing about putting them in that second last spot. If there are people who who care, who are like, oh, I'm only tuning in for the last three or four fights for whatever reason, they they probably came out thinking Wellison Terman was a big deal. They had never seen him fight before. Um, not that he hasn't had his moments in the past, but but that was, I think, clearly his best. UFC win with respect to to the, the great Sam Alvey. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Haas just a good test next. Yes, I, I, I have no issue with that fight whatsoever. Um, yeah, it's funny. Well, I, I always I picked Wellington Terman. I was kind of scoffed at by Jed Bashu for picking Wellington Terman, but <laughs> I just felt like if you look solely at the topology page, it doesn't tell the story correctly. You know, seeing split decision with Sam Alvey, even though Wellington, I mean, he beat the brakes off of yeah, Sam Alvey that entire points. fight. He just lost two points in the first mm-hmm. round. Um, and then I thought he beat Carl Roberson, and it was just, I don't know. I, I felt Jed like Jed scoffed was, at it? Like it was a ridiculous pick? To yeah, we made, up, we made a push-up bet. He owes me push-ups now. How could anyone feel anything about that Coleman event, like so strongly that they would make a bet on it? Or so, or that Misha Serkinov is too much for anyone at 185 pounds or that. <laughs> Misha Serkinov is a very strong guy, a great grappler, but he's been struggling. I, I can't imagine anyone going like, oh yeah, Serkinov's gonna run through this guy. It's like, what? It's a... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what? I, Based on what? he impressed me in that first round a little bit, Serkinov, because I sure. thought, I mean, usually when Serkinov is put in a compromising position, when a submission is locked, it's done. 
usually that's mm-hmm. what you see with Misha, but he fought through it and then almost finished the fight himself. But as soon as that arm bar got attached in the second, that's it. You just, it's, yeah. just, it's just what happens. But His career is not done, but his UFC career might be done. Yeah, I could see for him now. fighting. For, for, now. for yeah. now. I would I, like to see him fight for other promotions. Yeah, he's going to Eagle FC. That's probably where we'll see him oh, next. Perfect, perfect. Uh, let us move to Priscilla Cachuera, AK, who <laughs> the listeners were, were not too kind to her. Some even were like, I'm not picking her. I'm picking for Gian Kim because she won that fight, but she gets a decision win. <laughs> I mean, I'm with everybody else on planet Earth except for one person, Ben Duffy. I didn't think Cachuera won. My opinion doesn't mean anything, but I thought Kim won the first two rounds. I mean, rather easily, like no debate. Third was closer. I mean, if you want to score for Cachuera because she landed a couple of elbows, sure. But, I mean, you can make the argument Kim won 30 to 27. Like, you can make that argument very easily. Again, not our call. Cachuera wins. I I don't like to throw out the R word that often, but I'll throw it out here. I, I thought that was a clear robbery. Cachuera saves her job probably. Kim should get another shot. I think the UFC, I mean, they gave her a bonus, so I guess $100 bills can drive, dry away the tears of losing the win bonus. <laughs> but I mean, what do we do with Cachuera now after a victory in, in the fight of the night last night? I'm getting a weird, like, flyweight Betch Cohea vibe from her. Uh, I know the Betch Cohea vibe was, uh, story was very different. Of course, she actually had she actually came to the UFC with a, a great, great, like, uh, hook, which is when you know she's hunting after Ronda Rousey's teammates instead of a title fight. So I don't know if Kachura ever. I mean, she's already fought Valentina Shevchenko, so she can really mark that off. It wasn't for the title, but she has fought her. Um, but I, I think like we we were one we were so mystified that she even got another fight, Mike, after losing missing weight for the Jillian Robertson fight. Uh, poke uh, uh, putting her uh, she poked her in the eye or put her fingers in her mouth. Uh, Jillian Roberts poked her eye, tried to gouge, gouge her eye out, right? Yeah, that was like a reach behind. Yeah. yeah, and then was still lost, and then was submitted, and and it was like her third loss in four fights or something like that, or second loss, and she she didn't have a great UFC record to that, something like 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 uh, two and two and four or something. Um, so now she's three and four. Now she's quote unquote bounced back, and actually like, I know that my math sounds weird here, but now she's actually won three of her last four. It's very bizarre. Uh, but the UFC, they like her enough, again, that they would keep her around after that Robertson fight for whatever reason. And we saw why. She's kind of a wild woman. She can definitely be a brawler. She can definitely find herself in fun fights. I think the matchmakers knew that when they matched her up with Kim. So, I, I, you know, it, she could be sticking around. Uh, Ariane Lipsky. You know, Ariane Lipsky. This fight was supposed to happen a couple of years ago. Uh, they're both three and four in the UFC. I think uh, Kachuera's shown us that she's around that range. You know, Lipsky came in with a ton of hype um, when she came to the UFC. I think people thought she would uh, be a surefire title contender. That hasn't happened. But uh, Kachuera's a fun fight for her. And uh, if Lipsky wins, I think something that would get her on track. And if Kachuera wins, just something that just keeps her in the UFC collecting checks. <laughs> yeah, again, this is one of those things that you really can't go wrong with. Uh, I'll go with I'll go to Canada with this one. Okay, I'm going with Jasmine Jazduvizius because, yes. yeah, I, I thought she looked good in her win over Kay Hansen. Her wrestling in, his, in in the ground control is is very strong, and I mean just a gigantic advantage over Priscilla Cachuera in that regard. But I think that's a fun fight. Jasmine likes to get into wars, and I think she would be fine standing and trading with with Priscilla. But she has a path to victory if she needs it and just takes the fight to the ground over and over again. But, yeah, I think that's a fine fight. Can't go wrong. And we'll move ahead to some of the bigger names who competed on the card, AK. How about Armand Sarukian, who just 
absolutely mauls and bloodies and finishes Joel Alvarez. This was a one-sided beatdown. This is a statement-making performance. AK, you know how high I am on this guy, but what do you think should be next for Sharukian? This card was quite a card for the lightweights, wasn't it? It yeah. showed, one, the guy who might be the number one lightweight in the world, and then a guy who looks like he'll be a top five lightweight in the world in the future, and then McKinney, a fun fighter, a wild card, could be a top ten contender. Either way, it feels like a guy who will be in the UFC for a long time, uh, just because just of his fighting style, his potential. Um, yeah, and and we also saw tears. We also saw like how far McKinney probably has to go to get to Sarukyan's level. How far Sarukyan still has to go to get to Makachev's level. Uh, it was it was just a really good show. And I'm forgetting uh, Bahamondes. Bahamondes is a lightweight as well, right? Yes, that's crazy. So I mean, what what a uh, just what an awesome showcase for lightweights. Um, I'm hey, uh, I, I said I said I warned people before. Don't be a smart dumb cat if you can avoid it. Uh, everyone's saying everyone was calling for this name right after. They've been calling for this one for a while. Uh, Sarukian Gregor Gillespie. I mean, it just makes a lot of sense on paper. It makes sense where they are in the rankings. And uh, stylistically, a great matchup with grapplers. Uh, would love to see uh, Sarukian tested there. Because in a straight grappling matchup, I think it's pretty even. Sarukian, I would give him the edge in stand-up. But uh, Gillespie has a way of, of, again, getting those fights where he wants to go. So uh, great veteran great veteran test for him. And, uh, you know, two guys who will who are... It's, it's a fight for a top-ten spot. Yeah, this is an interesting one because... I mean, I, I would favor Sarukian against almost everybody in this division right now. There's probably like three or four guys I wouldn't. But if you look at the, the UFC rankings, I would favor him against Michael Chandler all the way down. There's not I think I would favor him pretty convincingly against Michael Chandler. No disrespect to Michael Chandler. I just think, I just think Sarukian is that good, and I've been saying it for a long time. You could push him to the moon right now. Like, if for some reason they can't get this Tony Ferguson fight together... You could throw him in there with Michael Chandler right now, and I would have no problem with it. And I think Sarukian would probably beat Michael Chandler, and then get get very close. But I, I give him the Gillespie. If we can't do that, if we're just going by meritocracy, you got to give him a top ten guy. Anything less than a top ten guy is is insanity to me. So if you want to do the Gillespie fight, sure, that's my odd no point pick. Gillespie's a damn good fighter. He's a fun fighter. It would be a sick matchup at this point in their careers, so I'm good with that. I would favor Sarukian heavily in that fight. I just think he's that good. I really do think he's that good. This is he's not Makachev levels yet, but he will be soon, in my opinion. He, he I, I mean, minus two seventy five, minus three hundred favorite open for yeah. Sarukian over Gregor Gillespie right now. Sure, listen, certainly. Listen, we never got Gillespie, Habib. We're probably not getting Gillespie Makachev. I have now downgraded to <laughs> Gillespie Sarukyan, and that's okay. You know what? The other thing about MMA is, is uh, people is about uh, managing your expectations. So <laughs> there was a point where like it was kind of a cool idea to imagine Gillespie fighting uh, Habib or uh, or Makachev, but Sarukyan also be a fun matchup. I have a feeling that this week I'm going to be fighting with with Tristan Gordet on social media about Gregor Gillespie and Armand Sarukian. I haven't looked at the email he has sent me yet. and He sent you the email. Was... He, he, he'll send me an email. So I don't know if you want me to read it out when the time comes or if you want to read it out. He, I don't know why he would send one to both of us. It I'll, might be I'll read it out. But yeah, I, I I mean, I haven't seen the email. I know it came. I saw the notification on my phone. I saw the Instagram notification on my phone that the pics were sent via email. So I'll start with Tristan Gordet, but something tells me He's going to fight me on this, and there's going to be a debate on what on why Gregor Gillespie shouldn't oh. have to fight backwards because we I feel like we have this in every division at one point. So I, I am expecting that to happen, 
and we will see if that does happen. Oh, he sent you pics. He just sent me a comment. Okay, I got pics. Or maybe he sent you a comment. Okay. I got pics, but they're, he usually sends comments. He usually explains them, but mm. he's probably not picking Gregor Gillespie, and the reason will probably be because Gregor Gillespie is ranked ahead of him. So I'm going to go with that. But let's go to another exciting fighter on this card who got a victory. Arman Petrosian, AK, gets a very exciting win over Gregory Rodriguez. I thought there was no robbery here. There are folks who believe Gregory Rodriguez won the fight. I am not one of those people. I thought Petrosian won. And it was an exciting fight. He comes through. He overcomes some adversity. got bloodied and battered. But he goes out and gets a big win in his UFC debut, AK. What do we do with the... You know what? I'll just throw mine out there. Go. It's Abdul Razak Alassan. That's the fight. We oh, do. yeah. We just have some fun. Let him go in there and fight another striker. That's the fight. I wish I was talking about Gregory Rodriguez now. If he just used his jiu-jitsu more, he might be having a different story. But, hey, maybe easier said than done. You know, again, we always say fighters with uh, with great jiu-jitsu who end up, like, just becoming strikers. Like, oh, why don't they just jiu-jitsu everyone? Hey, when you're in there, it might be different. I mean, I, I will say, I, I know Petrosian, from the very beginning, his hips were so far back. I mean, it almost looked like he was, like, leaning forward, like, in the friggin' uh, 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 Michael Jackson uh, smooth criminal video. You know what I mean? It was like he was just so – I was like, I don't know how he's, he's he, his hips were just non-existent uh, so far out of – out of um, Gregory Rodriguez's range, as you can, and you can understand why. Uh, uh, and Greg, Rodriguez didn't even really get a submission attempt until it was off of a, a, a striking flurry. He didn't knock him down, I think, right? But like he he hurt him on the feet first, and then kind of they were, during a scramble, kind of got him down. Um, anyway, but we are talking about Petrosian. Uh, this is where I pulled the Puna card. I'm going with uh, Soriano. For, I want Soriano for him. Uh, this is also uh, sort of something for Puna because I feel like they've been giving Puna. They gave him a grapp- like grapplers in his last two matchups. Man, let's just let Puna go, man. Just let, let Puna bang. I know he's a well-rounded fighter. I just want to see him throwing bombs, though. And uh, that might not necessarily be the case against, like, a technical kickboxer like Petrosian. But uh, Robocop certainly drew him into some uh, some sloppy exchanges. And I think uh, a striking battle with Puna and, and Petrosian would be great. So, uh, yeah, I'm going with – that's where I'm, I put Soriano. Sure. No issue with that whatsoever. Let's head to the wild card round, AK. The final wild card <laughs> pick for the month of February 2022. <laughs> we will select a fighter we have not match made for yet. And we will do so right now. AK, your UFC Vegas 49 wild card pick. I really like Josie Ann Nunez. I'm such a fan. I love that the fight had to be moved up to featherweight because just seeing this five foot two woman. Come in at 145 pounds because it was a you know they had a short notice uh, change with with Ramona Pasquale. So uh, Bill's fighters uh, fighting a little bit heavier. I think Pasquale has fought at featherweight before, but I do imagine she'll drop back down to, uh, drop down to 135 in the UFC if she can. Um, but I like Josie Nunez. Listen, you want a wild card? I'm going full wild. <gasps> Mike, Mike, I don't want Josie Nunez to drop back down to 135. I like my five foot two featherweight slugger. All right. Give me hashtag Nunez on Nunez. All right? Oh give my me, gosh. Give me, give Josie on Nunez the featherweight title shot. I don't know what Amanda Nunez's plans are. I mean, I know she has to fight uh, Juliana Pena again. I understand. I understand. Regardless of what happens there, win or lose, I want Amanda Nunez to get another featherweight title defense. They haven't taken the belt off her yet, it's still a thing. Give her Josie Nunez. I just want to see what would happen. Put jo- five foot two Josie Nunez in there with arguably the goat women's fighter. I don't care. I just I said it. I said it. Josie Ann, stay at one forty five. Stay at one forty five. If she needs to win another fight, fine. Like I said, Nunez has to fight Pena first anyway. 
I want uh, Josiane. Don't worry about 135. 135 is, I mean, not a great division either, but it certainly has more competition than 145. Fight whoever's there at 145. I can't even name anyone right now. And let me see Nunez on Nunez. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, the way you've the way you've laid it out, it actually kind of makes sense. There is a there is a featherweight fight coming. There is a featherweight fight coming up May seventh at UFC two seventy four between Norma Dumont and Macy Chieson. If Norma Dumont wins, you could do Nunes versus Dumont, number one contender fight. Although I think Dumont gets the title shot with a win over Chieson, anyways. If if Nunes decides to go, but again, we have way we have a ways to go. Before, I mean, we're not we that that rematch between Pena and Nunes isn't even on the book yet. They're saying summer, so maybe July, August that yeah. fight happens. So we got to go through the whole tough experience before oh, we even God. get there. It's just gonna be so brutal, dude. Sorry. <laughs> it's gonna be Sorry. so brutal. I shouldn't have eaten. I shouldn't have eaten this morning. Uh, but Josie Ann, don't go to one thirty. Stay at one forty-five. I'm a big fan one. of hers. Um, I, I I read that one wrong just because I thought. Is the first big punch Nunez landed, the fight was going to be over, just because Pasquale. I mean, this is no offense to Pasquale. It's just, I just felt like the level of competition was was night and day. I, mm-hmm. I just thought Nunez has fought better better fighters in her second pro fight. She went the distance with Tyler Santos, who very well could be fighting Valentina Shevchenko in her next fight, and she just has that power. So props to Romano Pasquale for her toughness, her grit, her chin. And Nunes is just really fun to watch, and I have no issue if she stays in 145. But my wild card could be perceived as lazy booking, but I actually think it's the right time in both of their careers to make this fight because you have two guys on similar paths, both guys with bright futures and high ceilings, and both guys coming off submission wins on this card. But this is the kind of division where you can make fights like this, and it makes sense. We had three fights like this on the card, so give me Terrence McKinney versus Ignacio Bahamandes, AK. I am ready for it. If we can get these guys in around May or June, even better. That's the fight. I love it. We don't. This is the UFC. At some point, you do want to keep contenders away from each other, but two or three fights in the UFC careers, throw them in there. Let's see who's... Give us an entertaining fight. Let, this is what... This is what future champions and legends are made of uh at least at lightweight where it's just again it's such an insane i have uh mckinney even after yesterday's win just because just because he hasn't had you know he hasn't had the chance to fight like you know super high level competition yet i have mckinney at like 40 in my lightweight rankings and i know that sounds bad but again this is this is the cluster he's in with um where is he i have mckinney he's in there with claudio Poyas, four and one in the ufc uh, 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 Mustafa, my guy Mustafaev, who guys really tired. The three and two in the UFC, you could put above him, maybe. There's veterans. Like I wouldn't put McKinney above like Nasrat Hakpras yet. Al Quinta, Leonardo Santos. Like these are the guys I have him behind. It's such a deep, deep, deep division with up and comers and veterans who I still feel like are clinging onto their spots. If you put McKinney closer to twenty, I wouldn't blame you either. I I, I have him again in the forty range. I, I'm not in a hurry to push him, and yeah, Bahamondes is right there, right there with him, uh, Mike. So I love it. I, I hope it happens. I love it. Yep, I'm totally with that, especially at 155. Okay, do we have a check the tapes? Mike checks any any bonus coverage before we go to the listener picks. Uh, well, let's go. So uh, Marcus McGee has dubbed this the Fire Fist edition. Uh, by the way, if you're in case you're wondering who he thought won the Kim 
Kachirara uh, fight, the pyrophysician <laughs> of on to the next one. Uh, I'm going to give a point to the listeners for uh, Char- Charles Jordan versus Lando Venata, which is happening April 23rd. The timing's a little weird because I think this is one people were asking for like a, for a long time and maybe on multiple occasions. Uh, but generally, it's it's been asked so many times. I think guys, our our listeners deserve credit. I think uh, Marcus, the master of the spreadsheet, Mike, he probably got the same message. He wants a shared point for a Bellator pick. For Aaron Pico, Pico Kennedy. Yeah, Pico Kennedy, Aaron Pico, uh, Jeremy Kennedy, Hank, Bellator two seventy seven, April fifteenth. I sure. I guess you can have one, Mike. I know we sort of discussed uh, how we feel about giving away Bellator points. Um, the matchmaking is a little too obvious at times. So until know, this pat until Friday. Until Friday when Scott Coker announced on the broadcast <laughs> that Sinead Kavanaugh is going to fight Chris Cyborg again. Hey, if you're out there and you picked Kavanaugh Cyborg 2 to, to I'll happen give you two point. no points. If you if you could yes. show me a receipt, a screenshot from with the date <laughs> and the time on it, that after November, when Chris Cyborg yeah. absolutely annihilated Sinead Kavanaugh, you said your your no choice was we have to run this one back. <laughs> I will back. give you I'll, I'll give you all my no points for the year. No, Mike, no, that's crazy. That's yep, crazy. Come done. on, you know some weirdo might have you know some weirdo might have thrown it out there. You uh, you can't trust these people, but uh, <laughs> very strange. I, I have to hope that's a like a placeholder fight, and if something better comes along, like the contracts, obviously, I don't think contracts have been signed. Of course not. I want to think they can still call an audible on it, or or they're assuming it just won't happen for some reason. Uh, very strange booking from Bellator there. How did nobody in that press conference ask Scott Coker why? How, how do you not do that? I just don't understand. Like you, you, you ask the question. Scott Coker gives his answer. This is why. Like I did this. Here's when it might happen. But no one just grabbed the microphone and said, "But but Scott, why? 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 Why?" Why? What what sense does that make? Why? I, I guess you could point to the rankings. I suppose you know if they want the rankings to be taken seriously. So, oh man, she's not even. Oh yeah, okay. So she, I'm just looking. Kat Zingano is fighting Pam Sorensen in like two I, weeks. Do we know? I, I, I'm sorry. What was the story there? Kat Zingano didn't want to fight that. What was the story there? I mean, I interviewed Kat probably in like January, maybe like the end of December, and it didn't seem like Bellator was all that excited about it or that all the parties were all that excited about it. Because it seemed odd. Scott Cooker had just said an interview <laughs> saying, we're going to make this fight in the first quarter of the year. And I asked Kat Zingano about it, and she didn't seem like that was the plan. They, She said basically like promotion told me to get ready for March 12th. And... Sure, if they give me the title fight, great. But the way she looked at it was, looks like we're probably not getting it till later on in the year. Plus, Cyborg only has one fight left in her contract. And I believe that contract expires sometime in June or July. So they have to try to re-sign her. And maybe Chris Cyborg is sort of looking to maybe get that Kayla Harrison fight at some point. But you have to think Bellator is not going to make that fight official unless Chris resigns. So there's a lot in play here. I well, I, I tend from what I understand Zing, the whole Zingano turn the fight down thing is not wholly accurate. I think Zingano's team wanted the fight, but yeah. I think Cyborg smartly is weighing her options, especially now that Kayla Harrison is not a lock for PFL and Bellator is very much in play in this Kayla Harrison discussion. And as far as you know, Zingano was not officially offered the fight. She was never formally offered the fight. Not right. that I'm aware of. I mean, we were all talking about it publicly. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they had talked about it. But I mean, yeah. As far as you know, and so technically, again, because uh, again, we don't like I said, we don't want to say Zingano is uh, avoided the fight. If you're not offered a fight, technically, you 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 didn't avoid it. I mean, you didn't duck it. 
You yeah. Know, if it was never formally offered, you didn't lose it, you know. So uh, I'm going to defend this booking one time. Oh, my gosh. No, and this is it. This is, it. This, is, this, is this is just MMA math. If Leah McCord had won, she would have gotten the title shot against Cyborg. Uh, so Maybe. Kavanaugh, so that's a, isn't a guarantee. I think that's why they made the announcement. I think they were ready to say, I think they, they were hoping McCourt would win. And they definitely that night would have announced like, oh, McCourt is like, they would have made the, like, that's, I think that's why they made the announcement that night. They were prepared to make a cyborg championship announcement. They were leaning towards Lee McCourt, hoping it would be her. When it wasn't her, they said, F it. We, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to make an announcement for cyborg tonight. It was going to be Lee McCourt. Lee McCourt lost to Kevin. I'm not, I'm not saying that's a good explanation. I'm saying I think that was how the the machine worked. I think that's the gears just moved, just turned in that direction, and that's why we got this nothing burger of a rematch. Um, again, Shane Kavanaugh, Shane Kavanaugh, super tough, great. That fight was really good uh, with Liam McCourt, and I'd love to get a title shot again. Just yeah, not so soon after losing so definitively in it was November, right? Yeah, it was three months ago. That's bizarre. Really, on the Mount Rushmore, a bad matchmaking. Like, <laughs> I'm really hoping that this fight doesn't come to fruition. No offense to Shane Kavanaugh. Is it worse than, than Vader Congo, uh, Vader Congo too? Oh, by a, a zillion <laughs> times worse. I don't even know if that's a real thing. But that's, I mean, <laughs> after listening to Czech Congo talk about how much he hates Ryan Bader, I, I'm, oh, actually, I'm actually sold on the fight now. Yeah. I'm actually into it. I, I mean, could Bellator make better fights? Sure. But, I mean... I'm into it. Let's just do it and get weird and fun with it. Like we can talk ourselves into thinking that's fun. We can't do that here. The only way that f- this makes any kind of sense is if you do it in Dublin, like not in Brazil, you do it in Dublin, let the Dublin yeah. crowd go bananas. We have that moment when Sinead Kavanaugh walks out and then probably gets stopped in a matter of seconds by Chris Cyborg. So, so in, a, in other words, Cyborg versus Kavanaugh two coming to uh, the uh, C- to scenic Uncasville. Uncasville, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be in Thackerville, Oklahoma, folks. Buckle oh, up, because where else could we have that fight besides uh, Thackerville, Oklahoma? God. Now, uh, Mike, we mentioned our pal Tristan Gordet, and I know. Do you want to take a quick glance at his email? We got to figure out how to handle this because he emailed both of us. He sent me a mic. He sent me a clear mic check that he wanted me to read to you. But if he's also sent it to you, I didn't get a mic you check. Did, you did not, uh, he just got picks. I right, just got picks, and hold on, let me pull it out. I'm looking at it right now. Sure, sure. Take a quick glance at it. And and if the comments are different, I wanted to see. Okay, so I'm absolutely see. correct about where I thought Tristan would go with this. Um, uh, but I didn't get a I didn't get a mic check. Okay, you know what? Uh, let's I, I we don't normally like to do this. We don't like to encourage uh, Tristan's uh, clout chasing behavior. But I liked his email message he sent to me so much. I'm gonna let you open up with your things first. And I'm gonna also I'm also going to give him the last spot on Otno. I think it, I like this message so much. So uh, I, I will just say that, Mike. You can read. You can read your Tristan email whenever you want. I will save the one he sent to me for the end. Um, yes, yeah, so we can move on to listener picks. Uh, let me just say, usual disclaimer, Mike. Emphasis, winners, uh, guys. Unless we're talking about main event or title fight, it's categories rule. You want your auto point? You better have uh, been like the only person on the planet to make that pick. Uh, at least, at least, or at least, uh, I, if I had seen it that way. Uh, people, please watch weight class. Did they fight already? Uh, and recently, has this person have a notable injury? Has a person been released? Has a fight already been booked? I am going to, Mike. I am going to start not reading people's entire suggestions if they make one mistake. <gasps> I'm not saying I, I, I'm not locking that in. I'm not locking that. I'm like I'm like the California uh, Athletic Commission with the weight cutting. The mo- like, I, it's just a suggestion, like to move up in weight. You know, if you miss badly, you have to move up. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just suggesting people please be a little more careful because if I keep seeing this. 
I'm just not going to read your message. It saves us time, it saves you time, and you learn a life lesson. Uh, and for this week, guys, uh, I'm not reading, uh, Michael, you can do this. I'm not reading matches from Michael Gilmore. He should be released. He's a tough guy. He's tougher than I will ever be. He's 100 times tougher than I will ever be. So uh, Michael Gilmore, good for you for getting to the UFC and for sacrificing so much to be on the Ultimate Fighter and to get in Dana White's good graces. Uh, but I would like to see him either go back to the regional scene or or move on from MMA and just do and enjoy his life, whatever it is. I wish the best for Michael Gilmore. He's just not a UFC level fighter at this point in his career. I'm not <laughs> reading out any matches for him. We got a few. And people, Wellington Terman was in the he was in the freaking co-main event of Saturday's card, right? Spell his name right. Spell his name right. I saw I saw I know it's a tricky name. I, it's not a common last name. I understand, but I saw Truman. I saw Thurman. I saw. <laughs> So I saw like a French spelling, like Terman. <laughs> it's not a common. It's it's not a common last name. I understand. Very easy to mix up with Truman. I get it. But let's. The guy just won again a co-main event spot in the UFC. Let's got a little pull of respect. Let's literally put some respect on his name. All right, the Tristan Gordet sandwich begins. Okay, you'll start with him? Okay, go I'll ahead. I'll start, start with, with him. him. And then we'll close. Okay, that's perfect. Main card, screw it, Mike. Let's make this happen. Bobby Green versus Patty Pimblett. Regardless if Pimblett wins or loses his fight against Rodrigo Vargas, most likely I think Patty will win. I want this fight in the worst way. I don't care. Put it as a headliner in a fight night card or put it on a main card of a pay-per-view. Let's make this happen. The build-up to this fight would be it's so insane. That would really shove it in Jed and Casey's faces too, eh? If you got the Patty Pimblett fight, they're like, oh, yeah, Bobby Green, there's no more big fights ahead for him. If you got the Patty Pimblett fight, That'd be huge. That would prove, Mike, what you and I were saying, like that this loss meant nothing, like as far as hurting his his matchmaking opportunities, right? Yeah, and I don't think Patty would even take that fight right now. He better he better not. <laughs> yeah, that would not be a good fight for him. Uh, Armand Sarukian versus Matush Gamrot. Sarukian won't fight, won't get Gillespie because Gillespie said he only fight fighters that are above him in the rankings. Obviously, he's not going to fight Fazeev because they're under the same management and everyone else in the lightweight division is booked. So here we are at this fight. So like I suggested, he was going to argue against it because Gillespie is ranked above him. And apparently, Gary Gillespie is Conor McGregor who can <laughs> can deny fights all he wants. So yeah, I, I mean... I, I don't agree with you. Maybe they don't make it. Maybe Gillespie says no. And maybe Gillespie just stands on the sidelines and just doesn't want to fight anybody until he gets somebody above him. And if that's the case, good on him. I don't agree with that line of thinking. The wild card, Bahamondes versus Steve Garcia. Terrence McKinney versus the winner of Jalen Turner versus Jamie Malarkey. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Brahima versus uh, Takashi Sato. Just rebooked that one. Okay. Uh, Daniel Marcula. I'm guessing Jonathan Martinez returned to Bantamweight. So I'll go him versus Mario Batista. Terrence said he wanted a fight in two months. I like him versus the winner of Gordon versus Alves. Bahamondes versus Christos Giagos. Though the fun move would be Bahamondes versus Joel Alvarez for the tallest lightweight bout of all time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josie Nunez versus Stephanie Egger. Yeah, I love that. I really like that one. Armand versus Gillespie. Uh, I'm changing my tune on Bobby Green fighting Gillespie now. If the Tony Chandler fight falls through, give me El Kakui versus... Mr. King Green as as a headliner. Bonus Gegar Mousasi and Sean Al Shadi tag team match against the great Jed Mushu. So handicap match. Okay. Oh, just two on one and just just like like not even a BTL thing, just like just like physically being the crap out of him. I mean, I don't I don't approve violence, but I mean it would I would I'd pay to watch it. I mean I'd pay to watch that too. We could put that on um, a fight circus car. That'd be great. <laughs> uh oh, I do want to ask, uh you said that was you said Jonathan Martinez versus Bautista? Versus Mario Bautista, yep. How do you feel about Jonathan Martinez, Mike, stay, staying at 135? I mean, he, he did make it this time. 
Um, well, this is one. Oh, no, no, is at forty-five. I'm sorry. This one. I said my sorry, phrase it differently. How do you feel, Martinez, staying at one forty-five? Excuse me. That's right. Because he's had issues making one thirty-five. He looked very comfortable making one forty-five. Would you want him to stick around here in, in this division, or do you think there's still, like, because he's he's a really good fighter, do you still want to see him try his hand in, in the deepest division uh, at bantamweight? I think his success is at 135, but again, he's got to get that weight kind of under control. But if you want to play sort of the Brian Kelleher blueprint of things sure. and fight bantamweights at featherweight, yep. sure. I have no problem with that at all. If he wants to keep fighting bantamweights at featherweight, I mean, who cares? Just do it that way. But I think his path, like if he ever wants to get to a ranking or a top 15 spot, his best chance is probably at bantamweight but you just yeah. got to get that you just got to get that stuff under control so the silence behind the violence looking to <laughs> to make some moves up one of these yeah. ladders i, I want to see him stay at 145 but like you said he can do that and also fight bantamweights for the foreseeable future so yeah i i, I don't know maybe, maybe he there is that happy compromise for him and by the way just for people who think that martinez you know drank a bunch of milkshakes or something and that's why the fight was at 145 <laughs> this is a perez call from everything i've been told so and then why is martin and martinez is getting a a text message from his manager saying hey perez <laughs> wants it at 145 Are you cool with that martinez would be like hell yeah i'm cool with that let's go let's go to yeah, 145 I, I feel like it was a somewhat late booking i could be wrong i'll check this i feel like it, it was, was during like it was, it was during the week no i mean uh, i don't think the booking was late I it just wasn't think a late this, replacement but i thought it was booked I don't know, maybe it was booked ahead of time. Anyway. Yeah, but it all worked out for everybody. Uh, Francesco, our big Italian fan. Uh, Terman versus, spelled it right, by the way, D. Uh, Carico. Cachuara versus Lipsky. Sarukian versus Gillespie. Petrosian versus Malkoon. Wildcards, Bobby Green, Jim Miller. I like that. McKinney versus Hadsevich. Martinez versus Batista again. Chris London. Terman versus Anders. Petrosian versus Phil Haas. Joel mm-hmm. Alvarez versus Terrence McKinney, Bahamandes versus Hackbarest, uh, Martinez versus Dawadu, or Dawadu at 145. That'd Featherweight, be fun. yeah. That'd be fun. Marcus, with the chart. Let's see. <laughs> oh, let me see. Let me take a look at this, too. <laughs> Green Moicano, Terman Vieta, which was a rebooking. Uh, he likes Saruki on Gamrod as well. Petrosian Shabazian, sure. Bahamandes, Mason Jones, that's fun. Nunes versus Avila. Again, we don't know when Avila is going to be able to fight again. May not be till the end of this year, maybe next year. McKinney Mustafayev, Martinez Montel Jackson, Brahima versus Carlson Harris, Carlos Hernandez versus Jake Hadley. That's fun. Yeah, I like all those. Yeah. Brandon Nunez, Petrosian versus Malcoon, Green versus Alvarez, Islam versus the. Oh, God. Islam versus the winner of RDA versus Fazeev. Title shot makes sense, but a win over Green shouldn't give him one. And I know it's not Islam's fault, but still. Oh, good God. I'm not even take, take it easy, Mike. Take enough. it easy. We've said enough take it about easy. this. You are, you, you no, you're wrong. Re- uh, rewind. People rewind at the beginning of the episode if you want our response to that. Yeah, absolutely. No. Uh, Gerard Biagin, Bobby Green, Brad Riddell, Terman, Phil Haas, Alvarez versus Jake Matthews at 170. Not a bad idea. Again, another guy who might need to move up. I don't know. Petrosian versus Anders, Bahamandes, Hubbard. That's fun. McKinney versus mm. Selecki. Brahima versus Jack Della Maddalena. Sure. I like that. That's, yeah, that's, mm, yeah, I mean, that, that would actually be kind of interesting. I, like I think it. that's, I think, I, I think, I think that's test. the right track. Sure. Although Della Maddalena is probably a gigantic favorite in that fight, but if that fight gets to the ground, things get interesting. Yeah. Minus uh, 400. 
Dylan, hey Mike, what a bloody card. Here's my picks. The Cachuera versus Kim fight was a robbery, so no pick for her. 29-28, Kim. <laughs> Sarukian versus Fazeev, RDA winner. Armand might be one of the top five best lightweights in the world right now. So I don't think... Uh, this has been brought up a couple of times. I don't think they're against fighting each other. I just think it's a fight that they would rather wait for till their top five or it's a number one contender fight or a title fight. Uh, I don't think they're against fighting each other, but I don't think it honestly makes all that much sense to book those two to fight each other now if Fizzy beats RDA. If RDA wins, sure, you can do Saruki on RDA. And if Fizzy beats RDA, you could do Saruki on RDA. I'm fine with that too. Like that would yeah. that would be okay. Yeah, the whole do- I, I've said I mentioned it before, but I, I've been told the whole dominance MMA thing. It's it's not like the guys won't fight each other. It just has to be the right opportunity and the right money. That's it. They're just they're they're probably going to be strategic with how they match up their clients, but it's not like they'll never fight again. Yeah. We we saw Gaethje and Habib, which of course was for a world title, and uh, and again we've seen other matchups. So it's not yeah, it's yeah. not completely out of the question. Yeah, and yeah, Danny Rube is is smart with those guys, and Syat is just uh, does a great job with some of these international fighters. I, I think they will fight at some point, but just. No need to put him in there now. And then he said, let's just run back Petrosian, Robocop. What a fight. If not, do Petrosian <laughs> versus uh, Abdul Razak al John Ray, I hope Musasi is happy with ruining my Friday. I got off work to watch one fight. He's just too good. LOL. I think he was kind of the Mike Tyson syndrome of the 80s and 90s where you bought a Tyson fight and you were looking forward to watching just a 10-round brawl and you got 14 seconds of fighting. Uh, Mike Tyson of Bellator <laughs> MMA. They should. They got to market him like that. Come on, Scott Coker. What are you doing? You're welcome. Brahima versus Jason Witt. Jonathan Martinez versus uh, Hani Yaya. Nunez versus Stoliarenko. I do like. I like that fight. But let's do it at 145. I'm with you, AK. Petrosian versus Pickett. Terman versus Marquez. Green versus Dober Glenn. Cool. Owen Carroll. Carlos Hernandez versus Juan Puerta. Martinez versus Morales. I like that fight a lot. McKinney versus Leo Santos, Nunez versus Edgar, Bahamondes, Mesa Jones again, Petrosian versus Chidi and Jokowani. That's fun. Yep. Uh, Cachuera, Sajara Eubanks. I actually thought about that one. That's not a bad pick. Terman versus Puna, Green versus McGregor. I mean, I would watch the, the hell out of that. And then Islam Makachev title shot. Uh, last one, Poppy underscore Brian. Uh, he's got the Canadian flag in the, in the profile picture. Good. Good morning, AK and Mike. AK was very fired up last Sunday. Love to see it. Keep up the great work. And as you can see, AK still a little fired up. Let's carry it over a little bit. Wildcard pick, Terrence McKinney versus Alexander Hernandez, AK. What are your thoughts on that matchup? I I don't want to say it's too soon because I understand that Alexander Hernandez's stock, you know, has plummeted a bit in in people's eyes. But... um, uh, and, and it's a very winnable fight for McKinney. I don't think I don't think Hernandez is like a complete, you know, completely out of his league or anything. But I do. I mean, I do put a lot of weight in UFC experience, maybe more than I should. Um, that might explain why I was like, you know, when Yuri Prochka first came over, I was like, yeah, is he ready for a title shot? And it's like, I mean, he des- and then he destroyed like two people, two top ten guys, and it was clearly he could probably could have fought for the title when he came to the UFC. Um, so yeah, so so maybe I'm putting too much weight in UFC experience. Uh, I like it because I think I think there'd be a good storyline there with. Uh, obviously, McKinney conti- potentially continuing his rise up uh, against a guy who's very tough to finish, Alexander Hernandez. I mean, uh, you know, her, uh, McKinney getting a reputation for first round finishes. If he could do that to Alexander Hernandez, boy, I mean, that's there you go. That vaults you right into the top twenty for me. Um, and Alexander Hernandez would be, would be kind of this redemption story because we know the guy. We think he's a, he's a good interview. Um, he's someone the UFC has wanted to market. The results just haven't quite been there. But it's not like he's over the hill. I don't even think he's 
he's not even 30 yet, I don't think, right? He must be maybe close to 30? Um, how old is Alexander Hernandez? He's 29, so he's not even so he's not even age 30 yet. He doesn't turn 30 until much later this year. And it sounds weird to sort of, now we've already relegated to him, like, well, he didn't quite live up to his promise. Um, so there could be a second chapter to his career, and it'd be interesting to throw him in there with, with McKinney. That, now this, Mike, that match suggestion has Fight Night co-main events written all over it. That is a Fight Night co-main event. Thank you. There's a narrative. No, the guys are not ranked, but there's a narrative there. It's a potentially exciting matchup. And there's a guy in McKinney who you should be pushing to the moon right now. So, very good suggestion. I like that, too. Um, but, yeah, there's a part of me that thinks it's too soon. But, sure, I mean, if you think if you think he's ready, this is the kind of fight that that you'll look at. Uh, Petrosian versus Marc-Andre Barriol. Sarukian versus the winner of Rick Glenn versus Drew Dober. I forgot who said it in the pre-show, but no way Armand gets a ranked opponent. These top 10 guys won't fight him. They fight once a year, most of them, it seems. I would love the RDA Fazeev loser, but God knows when they'd fight again. I mean, there's probably some truth to that. But again, we're at 155, and it's very, very difficult to move up the ladder. Mm-hmm. So yep. at some point, some of these guys are just going to have to suck it up and fight if you want to move up the yep. ladder. you gotta, you got to win fights, move up the ladder. Islam Makachev is struggling, and he's winning all of his fights. So you got to make some moves. you got to be a little proactive, and you got to take these fights, no matter if they're in front of you or behind you. Shoot for the stars or shoot for the moon. If you pull out a star, cool. <laughs> I mean, if, if Gregor Gillespie goes out there, and Gregor's got a path to victory, man. Like, if he goes yep. out there and submits Armand Sarukian... That's a huge win for him. His stock jumps tremendously despite, you know, have, being ranked behind him. I think he wants Tony Ferguson, and Tony's a, a, a fun name and stuff, but I think most fans would view a win over Armand Sarukian having a little more oomph than beating Tony Ferguson on a three-fight losing streak right now. So we'll see what happens there. Priscilla Cachoeira versus Antonina Shevchenko. Antonina's got a fight, fighting Courtney Casey in April. Wellington Terman versus Abdul Razak Al Hassan. Islam Mak- oh, wow. Islam Makachev versus anyone except for whoever has the belt. It's just wrong. No, it's just wrong. Not, just no. Wrong, Poppy underscore Bryant. You have Rewind been one of our the show. You have been one of our very consistent every week you come through with picks and submissions, and I appreciate that very much, but just wrong. We, wrong we love you we love you and we love all the listeners and we love all the readers and everyone the whole mafighting.com fan base but i will say it again if you are arguing against a makachev title fight or or, or ask yourself why <laughs> and, and i just want to know like why what what is the reason to say oh i don't want to see this fight now why why because of these because of rankings because like i MMA is supposed to be fun, guys. Is this a fight? <laughs> is this? A, is, do you want to see him fight Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje in a five-round fight, in a main event? If your answer is no, something's wrong with you. So anyway, we we'll, won't we'll go there. Go back to the beginning of the show. We 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 really went in on it. So yeah. correct. Uh, on to you, my friend. I'm done. All right, all right, all right. Well, uh, it's funny again. Yeah. So uh, that that thankfully was for the most part the most popular pick I saw this week: Makachev versus the Oliveira Gaethje winner. Uh, special shout out to uh, Jay Donaghy, the Poconos picker, who specifically said uh, Dobronx. He said, he's really said Makachev versus Dobronx. He said, I, I, uh, he said, I'm not, I'm not just going to say the winner because that's the coward's way out. He's, I am making a prediction because remember, MMA is supposed to be fun. So he's like me. He thinks Dobronx is the true king at 155 and he will beat Gaethje and get the chance to prove that against 
uh, a guy who's already uh, leapfrogged him in the, the minds of many, uh, Islam Makhachev. Um, Ketra versus Lipsky, very popular pick. Again, like I said, they, they, it was previously booked. It just makes sense. Not, neither woman has really separated themselves from that pack um, from when the fight was first booked, so there's no reason not to sort of revisit it. Uh, Sarukyan versus Gamrod, I think was the most popular. Oh, I, 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 I actually think I got more of those than Gillespie. And I got some good explanations here. Thomas Collins says, not the matchup I want, but the one that will probably happen, as all the other top 15 fighters will turn Armin down. So uh, Gamrot, probably the only option. It's the wrong fight, but the one that will probably happen. So this is a, that, so that's a what will happen, not what should happen pick. Uh, Timmy Ellis Show saying, Armin Strukian, tricky because the division is stacked in my mind. He has tier one talent, but based on his competition so far in low tier two, I'd like to see him versus Gamrot. Gamrot isn't a huge name or the winner. Uh, or uh, uh, Sarukian against the winner of next week's co-main, but he thinks that they will be running away from uh, the boogeyman. He doesn't think RDA or Fiziev will be uh, interested in taking that fight. So, uh, so uh, oh, Timmy says, after that short journey, I'll go with Route 1 and pick Gamrot. What do you to, think about that fight, AK? Because we, I mean, we talked about... Fiziev RDA? Not Fiziev RDA. Uh, Sarukian versus Gamrot. Like, the UFC booking those two guys. Because I feel yeah. like... I mean, even you could even throw Fazeev into this discussion as well. You have three guys who many feel could be title contenders. Mm-hmm. I view Sarukian as the better of the three guys right now, and sure. that's no respect to the other ones. I think Gamrot's got some talent. I think Fazeev's got great talent, and all these guys are going to continue to get better. But these, this seems to be like the more popular matchup, Sarukian versus Gamrot, and I get why because they feel like some of the top ten guys are just going to be like, nah, dude, I'm not going to fight this guy. And Gamrot and Sarukian are going to be like, sure, we'll fight each other. But I feel like the UFC is going to try to stay far away from that idea. But maybe not. What, what, what are your thoughts on this being the most popular selection? Oh, I'll keep it simple for you, Mike. Um, one, I like I like the matchup. They're, they're very close together in my rankings. As you said, they're both uh, guys who I both have them in my personal UFC top 15. Uh, I have to look at my I'm not looking at my total MMA rankings. That includes all divisions right now. So they'd be so Gamrot would be just outside the top 15. I think Sirukian will, will still make the cut when you add in, uh, again, other promotions. But uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it being the most popular pick. But you mentioned that cluster, Mike, of Sarukian, uh, Gamrot and Fazeev. I will tell you, I'll, 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 I will predict right now only one of those men will fight for a UFC title by the time their runs with the promotion are over. And it will be Armand Sarukian. Uh, I think Fazeev's great. I think Gamrot's great. It's just a deep, deep, deep division. And I think we've seen how hard it is to fight for an undisputed title. Uh, uh, Tony Ferguson never got to do it. And Dustin Poirier just finally got his chance to do it and, and fell short. And that was in his 26th UFC fight. So... Hey, maybe one of these guys is is a Poirier level fighter, and we'll see them get a, a fight somewhere, a title fight somewhere down the road. But I do think it's Sarukian who, if I had to pick one of those three, and I do think it will only be one of those three, uh, it'll be Sarukian and uh, Fazeev and Gamrot, contenders for the next couple of years, just never quite getting that win they need to uh, to earn the title shot. It's a it's a hell of a Shark Tank at one fifty five. I wonder how if they. I know they've trained together. That I know they both trained at American Top Team, so I don't know if there would be any sort of inc- like thought process there that they're maybe they consider each other teammates because I know they both like I said they both have trained at ATT when they when they come over and train in the states, so that's their kind of their home gym away from home. So mm-hmm. we'll see if that throws up a roadblock, but maybe not. Who knows? ATT is so big. Come on, I think it's <laughs> funny. Huh? 
We got we got Colby and and Masvidal fighting next weekend, right? Come on, that's, there's no there's no bonds at ATT. Those guys will turn each other. They'll, they'll slit each other's throat at the drop of the hat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Petrosian versus uh, Bruno Silva, Alex Pajeda. Loser. This is very specific. Most people said the loser of this matchup. Uh, that's going down March 12. Oh, my God. That's only two weeks. Oh, I'm so I'm wow. so excited for that fight. Uh, Hayes the third saying, basically, the perfect prelim headliner for a pay-per-view. I think that I like I like it when people are very specific with that. Yes, I think you put that on the ESPN, uh, the, the close out the ESPN portion of the of a pre-pay-per-view card. Very good idea. Bahamondas, you know, we just like Bahamondas again. We just didn't get the chance to talk about him enough. I think he was the other. He was like the other lightweight just breakout of this card. Um, uh, fighting a very tough guy in Rongju, who, who he was giving up a ton of weight to. I imagine uh, when Fight Night rolled around, uh, um, Rongju missed weight by four pounds. Uh, so I saw Fravola, I saw Mason Jones, I saw Selecki for uh, Bahamondas. Terence McKinney uh, with uh, Dad Jackson calling the McKinney matchup. He says. I call matching up two winners from a card getting two birds stoned at once. Uh, that's not how that saying goes, Dad Jackson, but I, I admire the sentiment. And then uh, another options for McKinney was uh, Jim Miller, a lot of that, and Joe Selecki. So some people wanted to see him kind of get a um, – with Miller, obviously, a, a veteran. McDessie was another veteran option for him, and then Selecki. And um, – there were some other some other listener picks. Guys, I've logged them. Don't worry. I'll keep I'll keep track. Uh, let me hop on Instagram quickly. Wes Scroggins. I think he's messaged me before. I think this is his first time. Uh, first time actually submitting picks. Uh, certainly, Makachev versus Gaethje Oliveira winner. Savarkian, Gamrot, McKinney, Mason Jones, Terman, Chidi, and Jaquani. And uh, Petrosian versus. Oh well. Okay. Oh, I was going to say. I was going to say Petrosian versus Nick Maximov. Maximov is already booked to fight uh, Petrosky. So there you go. He had a very, very quick turnaround. So, But either way, thank you, Wes, for those picks. Uh, I said Dad Jackson before. Petrosian versus Treshawn Gore? I think he's way too much for Treshawn at this point. Boy, that'd be a fun striking battle. But, yeah, yeah I mean, you, I don't think you could justify... No, nah, I don't think you can justify that after losing his first UFC fight. Yeah. And it wasn't, for, like, a great performance from Treshawn. So, no. I mean, Gregor Rodriguez, I mean... You, you look how high you were on Gregory Rodriguez. You oh, thought he was a, a I mean, he I'm still so could be. You you feel like he was a dark horse title contender, but yeah. I mean, I, I think he's well beyond that at this point. Life starts at thirty five, Mike. <laughs> um, Bobby Green uh, versus Nate Diaz. Yeah, look, we all want this. We all in a perfect world, this would happen. Uh, I I hope there's a possibility, but again, it's probably Nate Diaz fighting Poirier, fighting out his contract, and then heading to a greener pastures. But yes, Bobby Green should get Nate Diaz. He should get Conor McGregor. He should get Nick Diaz. Bobby Green should get all these great fights. He's just an exciting guy. And, 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 and as we saw in the lead up, he can sell a card. He can sell a fight. Um, so I don't know. I don't care what the ratings are. I'm sure the UFC does and ESPN does. But I was very convinced by Bobby Green, the the quote unquote main event, the first time main eventer. Um, MMA heads coming in with Terman versus Muradov. Muradov was supposed to fight uh, Serkinov, right? So kind of, you know, kind of like to uh, switch those opponents around. Uh, Petrosian versus Al-Hassan, we mentioned. Uh, let's skip over some of these. Uh, we had Josian Nunez versus Edgar. Uh, Mayhead says, why not Josian Nunez versus uh, Jessica Rose Clark? Yeah, I think Edgar makes more sense, but I could totally see the Clark matchup being made as well. Um, Carlos Hernandez versus Daniel Da Silva, Francisco Figueredo, loser. That's happening on April 30th, so a bit of a journey there. Uh, no and MMA fighting memes. People follow this account. no and MMA fighting memes on Instagram. Uh, run by our pal Michael Conifry. Uh, he likes uh, – I want to read – I know we mentioned this one. Uh, Brahimai versus De, uh, Della Maddalena. 
he just said, let's see how the Aussie deals with a grindy grappler and a sink or swim fight for Ramiz. Yeah, uh, Ramiz has looked good in some of his UFC fights, but I do think a, a big knockout of the hands of Madalena. He might not might not get a new contract. Um, uh, Bobby Green versus Michael Chandler. Yeah, I still think that's a lie. I don't think that Chandler is interested in taking that fight anytime soon. I would still like to see it someday. Matt Bradbury with some Bell. Mike, your favorite Bellator picks. Uh, with Saucy <laughs> goes up to light heavyweight, takes on the Nemkov Anderson winner. You're not getting a point uh, for that if that happens no, okay. because every, we are. Gagan Musasi been telling me for two years that's the plan. So <laughs> Vanderford uh, uh, facing a Musasi proxy in uh, Costello Van Stinas. <laughs> Musasi's boy. I don't see. Yeah, fight. I think that that's possible. That's a possible fight. <laughs> I like it. And Tokov versus Lorenz Larkin for uh, number one contender middleweight uh, title. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. How is Lorenz Larkin not fought for the welterweight title at this point? It's just. Did he not fight Lima? Was not he? Lima was not. That wasn't for the. Uh, right, but then the yeah, but then he bounced back and he's won like four in a row. Just Bolton oh. dudes beats Koreshkov in a main event. Got all these good. And he felt like he was the next guy, and then maybe we're gonna do Larkin MVP, and then he just like, yeah, I'll fight wow. a, I'll fight a middleweight if you need me. And then he's just like kind of falling off the face of the earth. It's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm just looking at his what his recent fights. Uh, he had a cat. So five fights ago, catch weight belt 180. So that was a bit strange. He missed weight for a fight with Kata Nakamura uh, a couple of years ago, and then his last fight was a middleweight bout. So he's kind of like not in the welterweight picture clearly enough. Um, though he does have a split nod over Korshkov, which should mean something. But again, now that that's uh, that's two years away now. So. Um, uh, Matt Bradbury also Hernandez versus uh, Carlos Hernandez versus Adashev Osborne winner. Uh, Brahimai versus Mickey Gall, Mike Malat winner. That's a UFC 273, April 9th. So some deep cuts here. And then he wants Petrosian versus Bruno Silva, no matter what happens against Alex Pajeda. So I think that's kind of fun. So like I said, a lot of people said Petrosian versus uh, winner or loser. Uh, uh, sorry, winner of that fight uh, or loser of that fight. Excuse me. So Matt Bradbury is saying strictly Bruno Silva. I think that'd be an awesome fight. Twitter, we've got uh, all right, we've got a bunch of tw- quick hits here. Fastbender J, Sarukian versus the Chandler Ferguson loser. I mean, we have to remind people, the Chandler Ferguson is not signed. It's not official. There's a lot of fake graphics out there for Chandler Ferguson. Is it a fight that we think, I mean, is likely to happen? Sure. It is not agreed upon, even verbally, I think, by either side. So that's strictly a, that's strictly fan booking for now. Right, Mike? Yeah, it's the UFC's working on it. Both fighters sure. apparently seem to have acknowledged that yes. that could be the plan. It's just a matter of getting the date and getting both fighters on board. So, I mean, I don't even think it's we're in the in the works phase yet because in the works or targeted means that the fight's been agreed to. I don't think we were even at that point yet. I don't think we have matchup date, all that stuff set just yet. So, yeah, right now. UFC, the fighters, there's discussions ongoing. We're, it's probably in the same place as Shamaya versus Gilbert Burns. I think Shamaya Burns is probably like a step and a half ahead in the negotiation stage. Mm-hmm. From This is from what I'm hearing because, again, we don't know what's going on. The world is a crazy place. Um, there's visa issues. There's unfortunate things happening in the other side of the world right now. Um, so there's a lot of things up in the air. At this point, when it comes to that fight, but at least the UF, from what I understand, the UFC has officially offered the Shamaya Burns fight for UFC 273, but we don't have bout agreements signed or anything like that to this point. Yeah, like you said, there's uh, some serious external factors that um, could be getting in the way of that, so I wouldn't I wouldn't hold my breath, guys, in hearing news for that anytime soon. Um, 
Uh, Ryan Doherty, I want. Oh, sorry, sorry. The, the clearest values on Twitter: Green versus Mendez in BKFC. They said if they if they said if Bobby Green lost, they wanted to see him. Uh, and I believe they meant in a bare knuckle bout with Chad Mendez, not Chad Mendez return to the UFC and move up to lightweight and fight Bobby Green. That would just be bizarre. Um, I'd love to see them in bare knuckle. I think that'd be hilarious. Um, Ryan Doherty, uh, Sarukyan versus Dariush. Uh, I like it somewhere down the road. Dariush is injured. We don't. It's gonna be a long time. Before yeah, to way too soon to uh, even. Yeah. Uh, can, can we put Dariush on that list where we can't book him matchups I think we have right to now? Now, yeah, until we get an update on how serious this is. It ankle, I think, ankle leg injury, some sort of leg yeah. ankle injury. Yeah, some. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. Hopefully, again, it's not. Hopefully, it's nothing we see him fight for the end of the year. But could be out the rest. Could be out the entire year. We don't know. So, um, yeah, I do want to see that someday. It just won't be next. We just don't know when Dariush is coming back. Uh, Liam Perry's with me on Terman versus Haas. Bahamondes versus Mark O'Matson, Vince Pichel winner, UFC 273, April 9th. McKinney, I like this one. McKinney versus uh, Clay Guida, Claudio Poyas winner, April 23rd. I imagine if Claudio Poyas wins, he'll probably want to move up in the rankings. But like we said, McKinney's name is so hot right now. It feels like you could really throw him in there with just like any number of guys. So, um, But that'd be a big win for Poyas. I don't know if he, he would fight McKinney after that or would be interested anyway. Uh, Hayes Bethard, our pal, Hayes Bethard. Uh, I want to read his message here. Uh, I have my my tweet so far away. Uh, first, he said, uh, "Big shout out to Mike. You gave him half a point for the uh, James Krause. He had this James Krause Buckley scenario uh, last week, which I thought you would you would poop on, but uh, you, you it actually turned out okay. And I think you gave him half a point. So, well done, Mike. Well done. Uh, he's very grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Kachuera versus the Casey Antonina Shevchenko winner, April 20, uh, 30th. Thank you, Bethard, uh, Hayes, for recognizing that fight's happening. Bahamondas versus Desma- Devante Smith, Ludovic Klein winner, uh, UFC 272, March 5th. Uh, there's a possibility Klein might drop back to featherweight, but uh, it hasn't been an easy weight for him to make, so I'd like to see him to stay at, at 155. It seems better for him. Brahimaya versus Song Kinan. That's another one I like. Jack O'Hara. McKinney versus Jackar close if he beats Brandon Jenkins, April 16th. And uh, with me on, was that, was this? Oh, no, no, uh, Terman versus Soriano. That's what you wanted, right? What was that? I'm sorry. Terman you... versus, Terman versus Puna. Yeah, that's big. That's fine. I okay, picked. So Jack O'Hara is with you on that one. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2. Jonathan Martinez versus Khalid Taha. I like that. Dax at Pike Putt. Uh, Terman versus the Maximov Petrosky winner, May 14th. And Charles Oliveira versus Kamaru Usman. There's an explanation here, right? Yes, there is. Dax writes, <laughs> I do think if Charles wins against Akechi, and I think he will, they'll do a Usman versus Oliveira super fight because Ali has been clamoring to do one with Usman. And I don't think the Shmaev versus Burns fight will happen. Oh, wow. I don't even think it will happen. Uh, they would have announced already if it was going to be at 274. Uh, I don't know about that. These no, we're still, it's, it's two, we're still over, we're two months away. Like, we're, yeah. we're, it's fine. It's, Everybody at this point season. knows that the fight is being discussed. Exactly. So it's not like it, it, we just go on social media. Both guys are training. It's not like they're, yeah. you know, eating bonbons and watching all my children right now. They're getting ready to fight one another and just seeing if we can get everything lined up. Yeah, it could be announced officially like two weeks before 274, and it's not like it could be a short notice thing. They're essentially tre- taking this on full notice whenever it gets booked. Um, but uh, yeah, so but I, I, I still think it's a cool idea to set up Usman Oliver's super fight. It's way too soon. I, I think, like I said, just uh, Oliver has so much business to take care of at 155, whether it's Makachev or if he's lucky, a money fight with uh, with Conor McGregor. I don't know if he'd even want him up to 170. He, he's talked about he still wants to win a title at featherweight. So 
uh, he, he, he'd, he'd probably look at dropping down first before going up. But And then uh, uh, Dax says, if that happens, maybe Islam versus uh, Benil for an interim title, uh, which I, I don't know. I, I, let's not overthink this. <laughs> I, w- I, will say, I will say one thing that I had an issue with with Islam Makachev. Just one. Just uh-huh. one thing. Sure. Why are you going back to this he's a quitter narrative? Uh, terrible. Terrible. Terrible, terrible take, all. Islam. That's you would have had an A-plus week if you didn't say that. Carry on. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tell him. Uh, Sean Haywood, Carlos Hernandez versus Jake Hadley. I like that. I think we saw, saw that in uh, Mark's. I was going to skip ahead here. Uh, Petrosian versus AJ Dobson. That's, that's good thinking. And uh, they said, Gian Kim in all caps. Uh, Kim the winner, I should say they called her, uh, versus Eubanks. So there you go. And uh, Thomas Collins. We got some good. We got some good comments this week. I should. I should read some of these out. Thomas Collins, <laughs> I think, being very cheeky here. Makachev versus Hanato Moicano. Let him finish. Uh, the UFC will book Darius to fight Islam next. Darius will unfortunately get injured. Hanato will win a fight, get cult status, and then come in on short notice to fight Islam when all other contenders turn Islam down. So I think Thomas just being a little, uh, a little cheeky with what we just saw with the, with Bobby Green, <laughs> suggesting time is a flat circle. And uh, it could just easily happen for Moikana. So uh, very clever, Thomas. Very clever boy, Thomas. And uh, Jonathan Martinez versus Bill Algio. I like that because, again, I want Jonathan Martinez to stay at 145. So if that happens, great matchup. He might not. He might He might still try and go back down the bandwagon. That's fine. Uh, Dustin Gedko. Uh, I like some of the things they said here. Terrence McKinney versus Pichel uh, Madsen winner. Would love to see the wrestling versus a more decorated grappler. And uh, hopefully, oh, okay, this is why I wanted to read this. Hopefully you haven't read any Miller-McKinney uh, McKinney versus Jim Miller touts yet because that matchup is egregious, strongly against. Why? Is, I don't know. They didn't explain. They, just, just not, they don't like it. I, th- I don't think they like the idea of, again, you know me. I've said Jim Miller. I'm happy with him fighting 2-0 guys in the UFC, 1-0 guys, debutants. Uh, but I think he thinks McKinney, I guess, would truck. Jim Miller, that's what I assume, and and he does not feel like the veteran should be disrespected in such a way. But I mean, uh, Jim Miller, I don't he, know. I God, I, I, I mean, that's if, if I don't think, I actually tend to think that's the opposite. Maybe he thinks like, oh, maybe we don't want to slow down this this train McKinney. of Terrence he's McKinney not ready. by throwing yeah, him in ready. there with Jim Miller. Thirty nine. Um, there is this sort of vibe that goes on when you get into that octagon and you see Jim Miller standing across. Just ask any heavyweight. Over the last two or three years, who've outside of maybe Tom Aspinall that has stood in that octagon and seen Andre Arlovsky on the other side, yep. it does something to you. <laughs> it really does. So maybe they're just trying to avoid that. I mean, maybe sure. you're right, maybe I'm right, but somewhere in the middle, that's probably what he's thinking. But I get, I get it. You want to kind of keep those two guys away from each other and throw Jim Miller against a guy who's making their debut or fighting a legend, and there's no in between, and that's fine. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think egregious is a bit strong, but sure, I could see why people would object. Uh, Josiane Nunez versus Gina Mazzani if she beats Shana Young. Why would you do that to Gina Mazzani? Um, I, I don't know how I feel. I don't, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I like that either. <laughs> Dustin also wants to know uh, Do you guys think that we'll find a fill in for Jessica I, uh, for Men Up, oh, excuse me, a, a fill in opponent? Jessica I just dropped out. Surely somebody will want to try and step in and steal the hype train. Uh, I do think someone will step in. I don't have any ideas, though, Mike. I don't know if you if you heard any rumblings or um, nothing that I've heard. I mean, when just guy put out that Instagram post, I confirmed with Fioro's side that that was, in fact, correct information. And the discussions going on right now amongst her team in the UFC, it's just 
do you want to stay on this card, maybe fight a debuting fighter, or do you want to just push things back a couple months and then you could just fight Jessica I again? So yeah, that's kind yeah. of the decision they're pondering right now. Can we can we take Lupi Godinez's phone away from her? Because um, I have a feeling she would gladly take the fight if it were offered, and because she's a maniac. Please, Lupi, don't. If you're out there, Lupi, don't do this. You you have your, a great career ahead of you. You do not need to be taking short notice fights against 125 pound killers. All right, <laughs> please don't. Yeah, I'm 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 curious what they'll do. Um, I don't know. Maybe Joanne Wood will step in on a week's notice. She's in Vegas. Maybe she's in Vegas, sure. And that, that's that'd be a good, fun veteran test, right? And a, a chance for her to regain that's you know this, uh, that spot that she's she's kind of been she's been losing over the last couple of years. Joanne's booked to fight who? Alexa Grasso, right? On that Columbus oh, I guess, card. I guess I didn't know that was rebooked or that was booked. I forgot. Yeah, about it's that. on that Columbus card, so you'd have to bump her up a few weeks. I mean, mm. I get. I, I would say the UFC has probably approached her about taking the fight, but if I was her, sure. I would probably say maybe not. Yeah, maybe but, not. Maybe don't do I it, don't Jojo. And I like uh, Armin Petrosian versus Jordan Wright. I think that's good just too. So thank you, Dustin Gedko, uh, Barry O'Reilly. Uh, says uh, he uh, just he agrees with me about second last fights not actually being co-made events. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, guys, common sense here. Uh, Carlos Hernandez versus flyweight Bruno Silva. Uh, Jonathan Martinez versus Chris Gutierrez if he beats uh, Dana Bakari on March 26th. McKinney versus Otman Azaitar. Uh, two fighters, two known in the UFC, two finishes. Too good not to make and says, sorry for the overuse of the word too, too. Uh, uh, Barry, this was the week to do it. We just had February 22nd, 2022 on the second day of the week. So uh, your numerology is is on point. Don't apologize for that. Uh, Petrosian versus uh, Phil Haas. Sure. Uh, Josiane Nunez versus Macy Chasson. Again, it could happen at 145. I, I, but uh, she said Chasson's fighting Dumont, right? Yes. All right. And uh, Terman versus Brian Battle. Uh, Bear Rye says, who am I to say? It's pretty harsh. Who am I to say? I do not think Terman is good enough to ever achieve anything in the UFC. Yikes. 25-year-old prodigy, according to uh, the UFC. Come on. <laughs> Let Battle test himself against him, and it will give us a good indication of whether he's too, he, whether he too is good enough for the UFC or not, as all uh, he has faced so far are ultimate fighter guys. Yeah, I actually think that's pretty solid matchmaking. I, I like that. I, I would really like to see that fight. Uh, last couple of Twitter guys here. Marcus McGahee, he uh, mentioned before. Terman versus uh, Magomed Kizria. Uh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to mess up these names. Abu Supian Magomedov versus uh, Kizriev. They're fighting on March 26th. The winner of that fight, March 26th. Uh, you mentioned this before. I just wanted to mention it again because I like it. And I think Marcus is on point with the suggestion. Uh, Kachuera versus Jezavizius. Uh Bahamonas versus David Tamer. Where are the Tamer brothers right now? I don't know. Uh, that's a great fight. With <laughs> Probably just visa things, guys. Visa, COVID, you know how it is. Um, uh, Jonathan Martin. Oh, I like this one, Mike. Jonathan Martinez, Casey Kenny. Yeah, I'm fine yeah, with that. I'm into it. Again, make that 135. Get that weight cut right, Jonathan Martinez. You're, you you could have. I want you to stay at 145, but there are good fights for you at 135. I understand. And Carlos Hernandez versus Juan Camilo Ronderos. Uh, last one on Twitter. Four Corner Sports NY. Oh boy, there's got we got some stuff here, Mike. Oh boy. They want to see Makachev versus. Uh, RDA if he defeats Fazeev. He says, let me explain. Fully aware RDA has a tough task against Fazeev, but if he ha but he has to win. Uh, and if he does, it aligns with Islam's timeline. Uh, Oliveira and Gaethje are fighting in May. Whoever wins will walk out as champion. But will have taken a beating. We'll need time to recover. Plus, don't see Connor fighting Islam. Uh, Benny Dariush might not come back till 2023. And the winner of, again, this hypothetical Ferguson versus Chandler fight will heavily avoid Islam. Uh, I don't think Chandler would. Uh, quite frankly, I feel like Connor will skip the line and have Islam sitting in the bench 
waiting for his title shot. So that's why. So that's kind of roundabout way to why Islam uh, might have to fight someone else instead. So it's reality. Okay, so let me let me try. I'm I've been Uh-oh. thinking for an hour and twenty five minutes how oh to God. play devil's advocate here, inside with these people who you don't are have to do this. egregiously saying that Islam. Like, no Mokhtar, one is asking you. No one's asking you to do this. The only way that that any of these scenarios make any sense is if Islam Makachev picks up the phone and says, "You know what? I'm bored. I'm sitting home. I'm bored out of my mind. I want to fight somebody. I'll fight RDA." You know, and then I'll fight for the belt after. Like this is fully one million percent an Islam Makachev decision, and nobody else's. Ali Abdelaziz, say what you will about him, will probably say, "Islam, what are you doing, dude? Why would you do this?" <laughs> and Islam's just gonna say, "I am bored to tears. I just have to fight somebody. I got an itch, and I need to scratch it. So let's go." Other than that, that's never gonna happen. He's fighting for the title next, people. You can try to be cute, and you can try to justify all you want. You can try to get all these different scenarios. Unless Islam picks up the phone and calls the matchmakers and says, I'm bored, I want to fight, I don't want to wait for a title shot, that there's no chance that any other scenario happens outside of Islam fighting the winner of that fight. It's just no chance. No chance. If he calls for a fight soon, that's not a title fight on Twitter. We know that was him and not Ali, is what you're saying. We know Islam, Islam got, the rain, got the reins of his. Phone. Unless it's a con, unless it's a shot at Connor, then that's just silly. Oh sure, sure. I mean, that's go for the red panty night, but Connor ain't gonna take that fight. Uh, they, so they're going on. They, they they have the hot take. So this is sort of plays off that. So, uh, Four Corner Sports says, I feel like the UFC will make sure Connor fights either Michael Chandler, Islam Makachev, or Justin Gaethje. Okay, all three options have a great story attached to it. I agree. I just see the UFC having Oliveira versus McGregor next because the UFC is going to do everything possible to have Conor challenge for the belt because once those two fights finish, he's leaving and the UFC will have to pay him serious money, which they are allergic to do. By the way, I see Conor stopping Oliveira in round one. Wow. Four corner sports at people. Four, that's not me. That's four corner sports NY. Don't come at me. That's their hot take. That is one of the spiciest takes of the week. Um, I mean, I mean, it could happen. I don't know. I mean, that's good. Good for you. Ought no point if you're right. <laughs> now let's round back out to the emails. Just close with uh, three three of our pals here. Jay Donaghy, I talked to him before. Petrosian versus Njokwani. Terman versus, I like this, Terman versus Edmund Shabazian. Sure. Maybe that's what the golden boy needs. Again, uh, maybe the gold, a win over a recent co-main eventer can, can get him back on track. We're always trying to put poor Edmund back on track. Yeah, but a, but a, but a Brazilian <laughs> phenom? I mean, come on. 25-year-old Brazilian phenom. <laughs> uh, Casey Carpenter saying, uh, awesome to see a tweet from Mike on the show. Mike, what was the tweet you got on the show? On the broadcast? Yes. I had a tweet on the broadcast? Apparently I think, so. I think two more rounds, two more rounds. Made it to the broadcast after, oh, after Kim, Kim and Kachura. No, no, no. The Petrosian uh, uh, Rodriguez fight. Although, listen, no, no disrespect to Kachua or Kim. That was a bad fight until the third round. Sure, sure, it was a bad fight. Yeah, we wanted to see two more rounds. We just didn't want to see the first two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Casey, if, you, if you're listening, please uh, send me that email. Let me know which which tweet it was because I, I I think I think Mike's right. Probably was the Rodriguez uh, Petrosian two more rounds one, but I, 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 he didn't see it. He didn't see it. I didn't see it either. Um, I'm rarely paying attention to those things. So you know who else? Uh, you know who else made the broadcast? Jed Mishu made the broadcast. I that that I was aware of at the end, right? The last main event. Yep, best lightweight in the world made the broadcast. Wow, wow. PR UFC PR Jed Mishu. Um, 
uh, uh, Casey Carpenter says, great job uh, on the Q&A. Uh, 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 they're sad that I wasn't there, but they're happy to see more Jed. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, Casey Carpenter says, Makachev versus Dos Anjos Fazeev winner. I, again, uh, uh, Casey says, we can dislike it, but I'm pretty sure Connor is fighting the winner of the title fight. Money drives everything. So, yeah, Connor's probably, the, again, the other wild card in all this um, that could screw things up. But, uh, again, I just I just don't know if the UFC is that committed to throwing him in another. I think people have to realize Connor, they, they know Connor can draw without the title uh, easily. I mean, his fight with, with um, Cerrone, I think cracked a million. So I don't know if the title adds that much. It'll add a bit, but again, why, why, you know, it's not necessary to, to mess with their plans with that. So um, Bobby Green versus Jim Miller. I know it's been booked for last year. I think it'd be a great Cohen event and would be what you would call an actual Cohen event. Yes, you're right. Casey Carpenter. I, that would be an actual Cohen event. And Petrosian versus Kyle Dawkins, uh, the Darce Knight, and Casey Carpenter saying this would technically be hashtag Superman versus Batman. So yeah, that's kind of cool. I, I, if you're if you're buying into the whole Darce Knight thing, does Kyle Dawkins also just call himself Batman? No, right? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so this is playing off the Darce the Darce Knight thing. Okay. Uh, and lastly, Mike, we return to our friend Tristan Gordet. I cannot wait for this, Tristan. I've oh, been pretty you're, calm, you're, cool, and collected. You're, I am you're ready. damn right you can't wait because I am ending this. I have not been positive enough lately, Mike. I am ending this show on a, this on a, this segment, at least, on a positive note. Tristan says, AK, please send my apologies to Mr. Heck. Forever doubting him with his certainty about Armand Sarukian. I thought this might be very close. I thought that Alvarez was going to give Armand some issues. Oh, how I was sadly mistaken. Sarukian is going to beat a lot of fans' favorite fighters in the top 10 of that lightweight division. And that was proven emphatically last night. Mike can now put his feet up, throw some cool shades on, cool shades emoji, sip some nice cold lemonade, and quote Will Smith's character in Men in Black, the difference between you and me is that I make this look good. So nothing but love for Tristan. Uh, uh, This is a friendly, friendly mic check. Wow. Uh, laughing emojis so thank you tristan thank you for that that see i'm glad i'm glad we did that warmed my heart that that honestly warmed my heart it really did because i was expecting again we're we're in a weird time in the world where i mean people are just negative nancy's everywhere i mean especially in mma it's just it's just wild i feel like 2022 we are we're plummeting the the positivity levels are plummeting um, I mean, our listeners on this very program, I think we have our community is is spot on. We are in the know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a hot take or two that needs to be discussed and perhaps there's an argument or, or a, a differing opinion. But in the end, we are all friends. We are all community. And to see, I mean, what a way to end the show. What a way to end the show. Tristan, I salute you. I'm, and I am literally wearing a hat. And I'm taking it off to you right now. You can't is, see it. I, I literally can confirm. I confirm. Flopping around this sweaty Red it Sox is a, hat. It is a grotesque Red Sox hat, but it is <laughs> flopping around with glee out of respect for you, Tristan Gordon. So thank you. Uh, people, send more pleasant emails. Please send them to me uh, at alex.lee at sbnation.com. Uh, hit me up on uh, Instagram uh, at Alexander K. K. Lee and on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee. Just the one K on Twitter. Mike, how can they slide into your IG DMs? Uh, M underscore heck JR. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a challenge once again. This is something we haven't done since like the fourth or fifth episode of the show, but I feel like I feel like maybe maybe what Tristan did has set up some positivity, uh, maybe some consecutive weeks of positivity. So wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, whether I, for the Apple Podcast listeners specifically, this challenge is for you. 
We have a lot of shows in the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network, but I want you to write a review about just this program. Talk about why you like it, why, you know, what, what you think about the team best friends getting after it and doing matchmaking. Like, like just you just don't see in this world. We took something and it has become a massive thing. And by the way, AK, happy 80 episodes. This is episode wow. number 80 of the program. How about That's that? That's crazy. It is wild. 100, 100 is just around the corner. So before the end of this year, we're going to hit 100. We are, and what a wow, and what an episode that's going to be. So be, be maybe we'll get some special guests on here and and do some fun stuff. We know a lot of fighters think, enjoy the show, so I think next week's going to be a hell of an episode, a live episode. We are live next week. Yes, breaking news: UFC 272. That means we'll be live next Sunday morning, March the sixth, 11 a.m. Eastern, on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. Now, if you miss it live, you're still sleeping, and we don't blame you because it's going to be a long night of fights on Saturday. All good. Podcast will be delivered per usual. Not long after that. Right around the same time. Maybe about an hour and a half later than you're than you're used to seeing it. But we will have a lot to discuss coming out of UFC 272. And again, I will say this again publicly. Props to the UFC and their video editing team. That UFC 272 promo was outstanding. A-plus effort. Top, one of the top five best promos in the history of the company, in my opinion. That got me jacked up for Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Although the fight week chatter between these two is not going to be pretty, I am very intrigued by the fight itself, and that package is really well done. We got Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Fazeev. It's not Rafael Fazeev. It is Rafael Fazeev. Fazeev is not from Brazil. Rafael Fazeev. Rafael versus Rafael. All right? Not Rafael versus Rafael. So something to look forward to this week. Edson Barboza versus versus Bryce Mitchell, who was on the MMA Hour. Good grief. Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira at welterweight. Sergey Spivak versus Greg Hardy. Jalen Turner, Jamie Malarkey, fun fight. We got Marina Rodriguez versus Yan Xiaonan. I mean, this should be a main card fight. I absurd, absurd. That's not. This is this is Marina Rodriguez is your could be a, a future UFC champion. Nick Nagumarianu versus Kennedy Enzuchuku. That'll be fun. Umar Namagamadoff versus Brian Kelleher. This fight, by the way, is at 145. It will be a featherweight fight, not a bantamweight fight. Tim Elliott versus Tagir Ulanbekov. That's fun. Devontae Smith will remain on the card, taking on Ladovit Klein. Dustin Jacoby versus uh, Mikhail Oleksiak. That should be fun. And maybe the most heated fight of them all. Oh, Lord. Maybe the most heated fight of the ball. Even more so than Covington versus Mazadal. Marina Morose versus Maria Agapova is also going down at UFC 272. Wow. There's uh, some heat here. If you haven't kept track, if you're out there, you haven't kept track of the Morose Agapova feud. The trash talk has been way, way worse than the Covington Mazadal feud, frankly. Like the stuff that uh, Morose has accused. Agafa, it is it is rough. <laughs> Peek behind it's the curtain. Bad. Peek behind it's the curtain. Bad. I did a thirty-five minute interview with Marina Morose on Wednesday or Thursday. The video will never see the light of day. <laughs> the audio will never see the light of day. We are cut it like we are cutting out maybe the first twenty minutes of the interview altogether because uh-huh. the things that she has said and accused Maria Kapova of is just unbelievable. We are not even going to share that information. It's, um, it's litigious. It's litigious and we don't want any part of that. Let's put it that way. Yes. However, 
we do get her thoughts on the fight and how she feels like Agapa. Quote unquote, use the word. She did use the word terrible. And the way that she her prediction for the fight is outrageous. But there are other accusations that Marina Morose has made that will see the light of day. And it's not against Maria Agapova. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we are working on that right now. And that Jerry, is uh, Jerry, <laughs> yeah. and that Jerry. is interesting, too, especially with what is going on in the world, because Marina Morose, of course, is born and raised from the Ukraine and a lot going on with that whole situation. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for on to the next one live next week, 11 a.m. Eastern. 8 a.m. Pacific on the MMA Fighting YouTube channel. So for AK, I am Mike Hack. This show is over. Always remember, AK said it multiple times this episode. I'm going to say it again. Don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we're going to have a lot of fun next week right here on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.